things might get weird. Yeah. Welcome to our life. <laughs> Take it away. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of The Hewlett House. I'm Jessica. I'm Hayden. Thanks for being here today. Thank you. <laughs> I could have done this alone, but thanks for coming. <laughs> well, but whatever. <laughs> I guess it's good that you're here. I guess it's good. Actually, you couldn't there. do this one alone. All right? True that. Yep. True that. Don't pretend like you don't need me. <laughs> I need you. <laughs> I know. Stressed. Don't leave us. Jess is trying to leave our family for the next two weekends and leaving me to babysit kids. It's not babysitting your yes, father. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. No, it's not. There's a baby and I have to sit here. Actually, there isn't even a baby. Kind of is. <laughs> I wipe my own ass. <laughs> At what That's phase big are they Big not? daddy, right? Yeah. But I wipe my own butt. But he says the gay word. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so what's up? Oh. <sighs> You know, I just feel like we're just running like crazy, as crazy as ever. Yep, it's going to get crazier here for the we're next month. so excited. Yeah, you have Benson Boone Ooh, is the man. new rave, the craze. Maddie's obsessed. All the high school girls seem to love Benson Boone, so the women are going to go see him next weekend in St. George. We'll be here with the, I'll be here with the children if anybody needs. <laughs> this will be a couple weeks after, so they won't even know. That's true. Sorry, guys. And then the weekend That's after that. That's why we're that, okay just saying all of our plans is because by the time you actually hear it, <laughs> it's over and you actually don't even know. We'll survive. You didn't even know. Yeah. And then you're going to Missouri with Maddie's choir again. They're going to go, was yes. it Nationals or what is this Nationals. One? So What was the last one? Was it I kind of figured it out because okay. it's like, so show choir is not as big as like regular choir, right? Yeah. Every high school has a regular choir, right? Mm -hmm. So regular choirs, they'll do it where it's like you do a regional competition and then you go to nationals. Oh, okay. So for them, since there's not enough people, I'm assuming, or enough choirs to do a regional competition, you just have to qualify in one of the fame competitions. So the fame is the big choir competition at the end, which is the national competition, right? Like the finale national yeah. So you have to go to one of their other competitions, which I don't know how many there are, to be honest with you. But yeah. So we went to the, f or they went to the Florida one and they got grand champions there. So they got first place. Yeah. And then that, that was more qualified of a them. One, that would be like, quote unquote, like a regional type. Like how a many schools were there? There were five. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, but they freaking cleaned house. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they did. So how many is going to be at nationals? I think about the same. Okay. But I, I honestly don't know. Are there different schools know. this time, you think? Or is it all the same ones? Well, because the top, I can't remember if it's the top two or three from that first one, can you can go. Okay. We didn't even think that we were going to go, but because they did so well, the school was like, no, we want you to go and Help, they're give helping it a support go. support it. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So. Anyway. And that's kind of what their school is all about, is this. Fine arts. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. They're a bigger fine arts school, yeah. Speaking of fine arts, thanks for the hot date last night. Oh, was that a, was a, is that fine arts? Yeah. That, I, no, we experienced true. fine arts last <laughs> at, night. At its finest. At its finest. <laughs> Jess took me to go see Cocaine Bear last night. I sure did. And Put maybe, spoiler alert here, I'm going to try, we're not going to try to talk pause. about it. Just pause. We're not going to, if you don't want to hear a little, it's not going to be a major spoiler, but... There's um, cocaine in it. And a bear. And there is a bear. And there is lots. And when I say lots, I mean a lot of gore. There's some blood in it. No. Nope. definitely some blood in There's it. There's lots. <laughs> <laughs> there is violence and gore. Yep. Pretty much that and was humor. the... And humor. Honestly, there is there is some humor. <laughs> it's it's about what you would expect. It got a 71%, I think, audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, which is the only score I pay attention to. Me too, but normally it's like... It was pretty, I thought it was pretty spot on. That's about what I would have given it. Really? Yeah. I'd probably I, I, a give little it less. less than that. Maybe a little less. I could, I could agree with that too. I would say 65 to seven, 65% probably would have been my. It was like you walk out and you're like, what did I just watch? But at the same time, 
it's freaking cocaine bear. What do you I expect? It's no, kind of, if you're in a silly mood and have low expectations and just want to go see a silly movie, yeah. it's the perfect movie for that type yeah. of yeah. of a night. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, I you're thought right. that right. the couple was that was sitting next to us, like they were just <laughs> laughing on their way out, right? Yeah. And he he goes, I was I was trying to get her to leave, and she's like, Yeah, he was trying to get me to leave here like, oh, like an hour ago. Are we done yet? Are yeah. we done yet? <laughs> is it over? Can we go now? <laughs> and my comment was, That's the movie of the year right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As we left. Yeah. There was another couple they were talking to, and yeah, you're like, That was a horrible movie. I'm like, What did you, you expect, dude? I don't know. <laughs> I know. Like it's cocaine bear. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. A bear gets into cocaine. So if you want to know the story like what's true or not it might be good to read it before you go see it but um well the best part is didn't you say or we looked it up and it said that no the bear killed nobody yeah because at first i was like it was very cocaine overdosed and died but this the story of like the guy jumping out of the plane i think is true and then the bear getting cocaine is true but killing 10 people isn't yeah and it did say so it Sorry, made it better though because there was. We need to go back and say spoiler alert and all that. I feel bad. We that's did. I already movie. said it. Okay. Um, but the thing is, is I kept sitting here like, okay, if you're the families of these victims, that's why we had to look it up. If yeah. you're the families of these victims and they're like making it this huge joke, <laughs> Charlie got his head ripped off by a bear. Something I don't. I got to relive this through this cocaine bear movie. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> oh, this is awful. <laughs> So we had to look up and see if it was actually true and it, that it killed anybody is not true. So, and that's where all the quote unquote humorous parts were. It's too so. bad. It's too bad. Anyway. I'm really thinking that I was watching Could you real imagine doing that autopsy teasing. though? They're like, how did this bear just up and die? Yeah. Cocaine. Would you have thought? It's a hell of a drug. <laughs> Chicago. Anyway, that's probably way longer than we should have even given that movie. No, it's not. I, I appreciated the movie. Elizabeth Banks was the one that directed it. Oh, yeah. I'm a fan of hers. Two thumbs up, Elizabeth. Good job, Liz. It's Elizabeth. We're, B- we're BFFs. I can freaking call her Liz. <sighs> Fine. <laughs> In um, my head. In my head. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. I don't know. This is probably TMI, but uh, yeah. since we're already just putting all our lives on the internet. Um, I had, uh, I've had some really good, our last episode was, got a little heavy. I feel like we got a little emotional, both of us, and we had a good chat and it was honestly really good. And I kind of talked about how I just felt like I'm kind of turning this corner, coming out of this funk and this depression and how the more people I talk to, the more I realize like everybody has been and everybody's felt a lot of, not everybody, but a lot of people have felt kind of weighed down and it's, life's been heavy. So, um, first I love you. If you're listening to this, I love you. Thanks for listening. Me too. And I do want to bring more light and joy to the world and happiness and all the goodness. But um, I think I was just in that, in the middle of that, the funk, I think I just knew that I couldn't be just sitting. Yeah. And so I think that's why I got into school and was giving it a run. Kind of hindsight, it's always 2020, right? But looking back, I'm just, I'm going, why did I do this? And it was just me just trying to get my wheels spinning because I'm just felt stuck. And I'm glad I at least did that. That tells me that I wasn't too far gone, but I was just in this real funk for a while, just trying to figure things out. And I actually started doing a job search and looking for a job and real estate's been actually not horrible. I mean, it's slowed down here. Utah stayed fairly busy. It's a freaking weird market because we've just taken in so many people from other states and people moving here that there really is still a ton of demand. Mm Mm-hmm. But rates are screwing people and affordability screwing people. So it's like as soon as rates dipped again this week, our phone started buzzing more. And one of our homes had had about four showings just this weekend on it. Nice. Um, it's like a $1.1 million house we have li- listed in Mapleton. You know, it's a great right. home, but it's just been sitting. We were selling these types of homes in a weekend last year. Yeah. You know? And with rates doubling, it just things change. And so anyway, I just kind of was just in this funk and I'm like, maybe let's just get a job and. We can just keep our sanity for a little while. And man, I just had this epiphany. Just, hey, stick where you're at. Just do what you're doing. This is where you're supposed to be for now. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm feeling pretty good about it. Just get back to the grind of things and just trusting in the process, you know. And There's always going to be challenges, especially as an entrepreneur, and things get hard and yeah. things get real. And it's not for the faint of heart, I'll tell you that damn much. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of respect for people that do this full time as, as a, in any any endeavor that you're doing entrepreneurially. Like it's it's a, it can be heavy at times. So anyway, I empathize with all of you mm-hmm. <laughs> on a deep level. But 
Um, it's been good. Things have, uh, so I, I actually had kind of a final interview I was supposed to do this week and I let them know, thanks so much. I'm really, I was really grateful, really great people. It seemed like it could have been a great company and just, just another job, but the grind. And then I kind of thought, man, if I needed to do this, if this economy doesn't crash too hard, if I really had to go get a job at some point, I could, you know, probably. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, or hopefully, but yeah, we're going to stick it out in real estate for a bit longer and hopefully forever and, and kind of see how this thing continues to, to morph and take us places, but Love it. Trying to tuck my family into selling our house and moving further north. So we'll see how that goes. We will see how that goes. You heard it here first. For the right price. Yeah. If not, we'll probably run out our basement again. What was interesting and is when I was interviewing for that that final, that last job, she, the lady interviewing me, she straight up told me, she said, wow, the real estate market, huh? There must be some changes going on there because I've been getting a lot of resumes. Oh, and I really? Said, I'll bet you have. And she goes, yeah, I've, uh, she goes, most of them are actually loan officers. And I'm like, that uh, actually doesn't surprise me that much because mm. real estate, we can at least kind of still hustle homes and everything, but with rates killing lenders, if they're not a lender with a good pipeline in business, like they can. Yeah. Anyway, I know lenders that uh, it's just been hard for them, yeah. you know, but some of them are still the ones that we work with have, you know, stayed going. So see how it goes. But yeah. Anyway. Awesome, babe. Good job. Thanks. Proud of you. Yeah, I just had a lot of messages. What's co- it's cool. I don't know. I just seen feel like I've seen God's hand in our lives lately, and just kind of th- I've heard things lately I've needed to hear, and mm-hmm. whether it's through a podcast or a conversation, and just kind of cool. Just yeah. like feel like I've really been, I don't know, more present maybe in conversations and more and just listening and hearing things and like from everything from Kim and Kyle's class that we've been going to. I just there's things there that little things that I've picked up on that I'm thinking that have been really helpful for me and what about podcasts you had a podcast the other day that you had an epiphany with yeah so i i like luke combs he's a country singer most people have probably heard of him but he uh he was on joe rogan this week and i'm i'm not like a huge luke combs fan he i think he's a good singer seems and after that podcast he seems like just a super down-to-earth pretty cool dude yeah some of these guys i listen to i'm like i could hang with this with this guy it's too bad they're famous (laughs) but um, him and Theo, I like, I would like to chill with Theo Vaughn. He's one of the, I think he's a national treasure. We've Theo decided Vaughn. that Theo Vaughn is funnier, like off the cuff. So like on his podcast, rather than like watching his set. Right? Yeah. His stand up's still pretty funny, but yeah, yeah he, on a podcast, I feel like that's to me, I'm he like, shines. he gets the biggest, the best nuggets in there. Yeah. Rather than, anyway. And it just seems like he's becoming more famous and popular and it's cool to just see him. Yeah. I heard about him from Rogan years ago and now he's just kind of. Just kicking butt, but um, yeah, it was fascinating for me this week. I listened to Luke Combs, and he was t- he explained the OCD that I have so perfectly. I think it's like at the hour. If you go on, it's a lot. Rogan does like three hour podcasts, so it's yeah. long. But man, I was, was listening to it the other two night. Hours. It was like, like the hour or forty minute mark, roughly thirty eight minute something like that mark. And he talked for about 20 to 30 minutes. I, you can turn the speed up and blow through it if you're even interested. But he talked about the OCD that he has and I've never heard it explained that way and I've never heard someone else explain so perfectly the OCD that I have experienced personally. Yeah. <laughs> and I could relate with him almost 100% of it with 100% of it. Dang mm-hmm. near. I mean it was it was it was that close. And yeah. I, a lot of it comes down to he even he kind of beat around the bush on it a little bit but like that scrupulosity that re, that OCD, that religious scrupulosity. Am I boring you? Sorry. No, Wake I'm Wake up sorry. over there. I'm sorry. Our whole freaking family's sick again. We have been fighting. Yay. Jess has actually been fighting a cold. She sounds better right now than she has for a minute, right? Yeah, don't, don't <laughs> make me think about it. I don't know why, but it makes me cough more. Um, but yeah, one of the... It was interesting because he was talking about how he went to go to... Rogan asked him, he's like, have you had therapy for it? And he said, yeah, but what's tough about that type of OCD is that you're always seeking validation. So Mm -hmm. you might have a thought come into your head. Like, what did he say? Like, you know, what if, and it's usually the opposite of how you actually feel inside, but it's like, what if, what if I killed that person or something heavy stuff? Like it just pops in there. It just pops in your head. And instead of like letting a thought kind of come and go, you obsess over it. And then you're like, why did I have that thought? Am I really that bad of a person? And so then you seek validation that I'm not that bad of a person. Right. Yeah. And so when you go to a therapist, that's what you're seeking. Well, then you, you kind of get stuck on this loop until, and it can happen for months at a time. I, luckily I haven't dealt with it like heavily 
for years now. Yeah. And he actually mentioned the same thing that he hasn't, but it, it reminded me and helped me become just listening to that. Helped me realize like one, I'm not alone, which was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, to that, like that I still do have these obsessive compulsive <laughs> things that I do like counting or different things in my mind mm-hmm. that I do on autopilot. Bless you. Sorry. Jeez. Sorry. I shouldn't have mentioned you're cold. <laughs> I know. It's weird. Um, and you just kind of get, anyway, you just kind of get stuck on this loop and then you seek validation, whether it's like with you, I was taught, I would talk to you all the time about stuff or like, I, I don't know why I feel this way or why. Well, am I and, having... and again, with the scrupulosity, it's like, uh, obsessive or, uh, what's it? Confessing a uh, confessions, right? Yeah. Silly, like old, old so like obsessive, like over... compulsive confessing stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking to the Bishop. Hey, I had this thought or I thought this or did right, you do anything? Right, right. No, I just freaking, I don't I know just why. Thought it. Yeah, yeah. And where, where it actually got really bad for me was when I became, they called me to be like, had a really higher, a little bit higher calling in our ward. Elders yeah. We talked about that a little bit. And when I got called to that, it really hurt me. Cause I, I was like imposter syndrome times a million. And yeah. so I really struggled with it there, you know? And I think imposter syndrome, we all get it to a degree, but and it almost just triggered it, made it worse. And I'm like, oh. right. anyway, but yeah, I think, uh, it, what's interesting is just talking and when you we've talked about this before, but just a, a lot of, we're not alone. A lot of people deal with that. And he yeah. made, the, he made the comment that he's like, if somebody had killed my whole family, he said, I would want them free and to have the same disorder, the same issue. It's that bad. He's like, I'm not even kidding. And I thought, I have been there. I have, I have been in such a dark place with it where it just was so heavy and my mind was just on this loop where I just, uh, it was, it was making me crazy almost. Yeah. And anyway, but going, and so going to a therapist, you just seek that validation over and over again, which is why kind of, I was there and she was really good about not validating me, but saying, okay, do you see the process and do you see how this works? And she actually mm-hmm. mentioned that she was meeting with one other person that was dealing with the, the same thing I was. And he was kind of in your same calling, same, right? I don't know if he was or not, but he was dealing with the, some of the same issues I was. Mm-hmm. And she, she goes, yeah, you're not the only person that I'm working with right now that's dealing with the same thing. And I thought, okay, well, at least I'm not alone there, but I didn't realize I've never heard somebody explain it so well that way like luke combs did yeah on his podcast so anyway kind of interesting and cool but um yeah it's just i don't know the brain's crazy it's weird to to think about and what what is weird is that i just realized that i again like it just made me more aware of like the current ocd that i have and yeah i do like things in order and stuff so anyway i'm just trying to be more present with it and just trying to like to to not once I, once it comes in my mind that I'm doing it or counting or something, mm-hmm. I'll, uh, I'll, I just try and like push it out. Just try yeah, to Yeah. Didn't he say something like, um, maybe I what can. he does is he will say, okay, that came to my head, but just like not give it any power in the sense of saying, yeah, I could do that. Like, yeah, he, like you said, maybe that could happen. That could happen. Yeah, that That's could happen. He... I could reach over this table and punch that guy in the face. Right? Yeah. Like he had yeah. the thought, oh, I'm going to punch that guy. And he's like, I it's almost really like Tourette's that, in your but... brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really, that's what it yeah. is. Yeah. And then you get so. this dopamine rush and all this crazy stuff. And then he mentioned how he, and, and Rogan actually, I don't know. I would be curious the science behind this to know how it really works. But he talked about, he's like, when I, he's like, I'm so grateful and love what I do. And I does feel great to do it. But he's like, there, it is rare that I get this major dopamine rush or mm-hmm. that I feel overly excited about things. And I have felt the same way a lot of times that mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like, I don't know if I've just had this bur- dopamine burnout or what with with my brain or if that's how and rogan actually told him he's like no that's pretty normal he goes i don't he, he like i i could name on you know one hand the the times that i really felt you know our kids and our marriage and things that really got me excited and yeah. it was really cool but um you would think that getting a i don't know getting a grammy or whatever he's won awards and, and singing in front of like, millions of people right. and he's like i think that still does it for him but he, he just acted like when people get these awards, sometimes they're so, they're crying, they're so emotional. And he's like, I just can't like, I don't get there. And he's like, no, it's cause you're probably a humble guy and you just keep working. And yeah, anyway, there's probably a million ways to look at it, but yeah, anyway, kind of interesting stuff. But. Yeah. So yeah, that was Rogan and Luke Combs, um, episode and they, it was like at marker one forty an hour 40 ish, 30, 40. Yep. Anyway, if you wanted to. Episode 1956. He's almost done 2,000 episodes. It's crazy. More on like 20, 21. <laughs> Can you imagine? It's insanity. That's yeah. awesome. Let's hurry and just break this one up into 20 episodes. And just, 
every 10 minutes. All his are like an episode. Are <laughs> two to three, four hours long sometimes. <laughs> that's awesome. He's had a few go 90 minutes, an hour, but that's very few. Yeah. That's a lot of time. Yeah. But, but anyway. Cool. Well, there's uh, some more. Hayden has been playing with AI lately, right? Is that what you call it? Artificial intelligence. Yeah. Inteligencia artificial. Tell us about it. You're welcome. Is that, I'm guessing that's how you say it in Spanish. I don't Probably, know. Probably, yeah. I'm not a doctor. That's a good guess. It's a good doctor. guess. It's a good guess. Um, yeah, I was playing around with his chat GPT, and I said, give me some questions I can ask my wife. Have you liked it, though? Like stuff that you'd... Yeah, it's actually really cool. Hopefully people have played with it. It's going to change our world that we live in. It, we... It's gnarly. Because you were telling me it but would, I think like, it can write be you a whole, like... Oh, College students are using it to write essays. Their and things. essays, yeah. Yeah, and it's yeah, legit. Yeah. It, it'll do it. I think you have to run it through another AI that it makes it Counter. so it can't It can't read that. I guess when you submit your homework, it can tell if if it was written by an AI or something mm. else. And I don't know how all the... I haven't had to turn an essay since for That's a while. Crazy. College, but the... Uh, it's pretty wild. Yeah, you can ask it any question, and, and it's a little bias and everything. It has its thing set, but I think we're going to get to a place where this AI, you can, I don't know. Rogan talks about how he thinks we'll be able to read each other's minds one day. And like, Please don't. I'm like, yeah, I guess if you had these chips in our brains and yeah, we become Just man kidding. and machine, you know. Mine's not that interesting. I don't know. Imagine everybody being able to read your thoughts, especially if you have Tourette's brain like yeah, I do. that's true. What if I killed that person? Ah! All, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to kill you, bro. Serial killer. <laughs> Do not think this. Label I him. cannot think of anything he else goes now. To, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, funny. You're funny. Don't kill me, please. I, I'm i not the one. You're a murderer. Mm. Um, yeah, so I, I said, give me some thoughts I can ask my wife on relationships, and I'm curious, actually. Some of these were pretty good, so I'm going to just go down the list here. And you we can s- talk about them if you want. I've got the list, too, though, so oh, you ask me yeah. and I'll ask you. I shared it with you. I would kind of wanted to do some of these. I think I have this one in another list, but I wanted to do some of these where you couldn't think about it too much. I just wanted you to give me your opinion. I but. know. I'm just going to look at it and read it. I'm not thinking. We're not thinking. Read what? I'm going to ask you the question and you're going to tell me? Yeah, and then I'll ask. I'll just be like, okay, let me read number five. All right, number one. What do you think is the key to maintaining a strong relationship? Uh, communication and time. Ooh, and time. Yeah, yeah. Because time, well, and I guess it depends on the person, right? Yeah. Everybody has their own. Um, if you scoot your chair this way, I can see your face better. I know. Or you can see mine. Okay. Do you want to? <laughs> Do you want to do that? No, that's part of the good relationship. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Let's communicate here. Oh, there's your face. <laughs> part of seeing your face is it's a just part more of good communication. Sit back a little bit more. Okay. Anyway, um, okay. So everybody has their love language, right? Yeah. So to me, though, I think the time that you're together can bring you closer or apart, and so to really know if they're the one for you. You would probably want to spend time with them, right? I think so. So time and then communication because if you're not letting them know how you feel or your thoughts or all the things, yeah, that causes issues too. Yeah. You know? Do you think it's uh, – I feel like communication has been something you and I have learned through the course of our marriage to do better For at. For sure. And I would say probably I have come the furthest in learning about how to communicate better. Probably because I, I had the furthest to go, to be honest. No, I think me too, because I think, um, so I've noticed with myself, especially through like this time and season that we just had the last few years, Yeah, I noticed that I like stopped communicating as much because I was trying to, I was protecting you a little bit. Does that make sense? So like I would stop, I, there were things that I just would hold back because it didn't matter at the time. But then I got into a bad habit of n- not communicating enough and not like... I wonder if it's easier on you to... Send, standing up for like things that I needed or wanted or whatever, you know? Yeah. So now I'm trying... I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't realize I was doing that, but I was just trying... Like this was your season that you needed the support. Yeah. And now I'm 
trying to be better at voicing my opinions more or whatever. And sometimes that's hard, but, but I think timing is key too in the conversation. And we're not the type that I'll go to work and we won't talk all day long until I'm on my way home sometimes. Yeah. You know, yeah, we're not talking all day long. I I have worked with people and shared offices with people whose wife called them like three times before lunch on like I'm talking normal. Yeah. And I don't know, like maybe for some relationships and some people that's, that's fine and good. Well, maybe that's what they need. I couldn't. Yeah. I think it was, but for me, it, uh, we've never been that way. We (laughs) just talk when we need to. I feel, I feel like, and we manage it pretty well. Yeah. But I, I feel like our, I don't know. There was stuff that we probably should have talked about more before we got married. I just think we were not to blame it and just take the the jump on, you know, we were young, but we were, we were freaking young and naive and we just kind of, we got married and it was the right thing to do, but we just, I feel like we got pretty damn lucky in a lot yeah. of ways, you know, or at least I did. Well, and we grew up together to me. I'm like, I think yeah. that that's almost a saving grace too, because we were so young that we've seen each other through lots of phases. And so we really know who each other is to yeah. the core. Yeah. And so when things come become hard, we can go back to, you know, you know, we're having a hard time right now, but that's not, that's not who they are right now, or who they are. Always. Always. Yeah. 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 You hope anyway, that it's not me morphing into that person. Well, no, Long-term. because even like, like the last, you know, you said you've been struggling the last six to seven months. Yeah. That, that's been really hard. Yeah. But we all know, like me and the kids know deep down, like this isn't who you are to your core, you're just going through a slump. Yeah. Right? right. Mm-hmm. And so even though it's hard and, you know, things happen and whatever. Yeah. Then, But we still come back to, okay, you know, and we can see, oh, there's dad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you came back, you were starting to come back out, you know? Yeah, little glimmers of hope. <laughs> well, I think, yeah, and I think as you're patient with me, it definitely makes it easier for me to be patient with you and certain things. And yeah. it was funny today, we did, you did that reel of like, of the 10 questions and we immediately knew who was the least patient. It's definitely <laughs> me, you know, but there's some things I'm more patient with than others. Yeah. I freaking jumped Jack's butt this, oh, sorry to out you, buddy. And we, anyway, I do not like to be lied to, especially about silly stuff, but yeah. even the big stuff, like let's talk, man. Mm-hmm. You know, I struggle there, but, and then we got good kids. I'm sure they're sometimes scared and I'm just a butthead. So I'm working on that too. You know? Well, yeah. But no, I would agree. Good. I would say a hundred percent communication. And I, the one question I've always had, I feel like in our marriage, it works. Communication works. Yeah. I, I, I to a fault, probably tell you too much. I just you know what you, though? You know, you know everything about me. I yeah, think. but I think that or that's 99% of it. I feel like, yeah, I feel like, you know, you know me. I think that's helpful for me to feel calm about certain things or situations even, right? Yeah. So I'm like, well, I'm not sure if I'm like totally comfortable, especially with changes in the last few years and religion changes and stuff, right? There are new um, situations that get you get put into. Yeah. And so um, it's made me feel more comfortable being like, okay, if something does happen... He's going to tell me. He's going to tell me. You know, (laughs) I don't have to just guess and just pray and have that on me all the time. Yeah. It's more your conscience will tell me and I'm grateful for it. And it makes me trust you more. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. And I don't know if like, I don't know if that's a good thing for all marriages. (laughs) I have some buddies. Yeah, I don't know. But (laughs) I'm also. I'm going, I know this person and I know this side of them and I've seen things happen and I'm like. It's between them and their spouse if they want to say anything about whatever it is, you know. Yeah, just it don't could do be, dumb crap. I know. It's easier said than done sometimes. Is it? Yeah. Don't put yourself in situations. I'm just trying, I'm trying to think of like something specific, but I don't know. I just, uh, not that, I guess big and little stuff, but I just, yeah. I wonder how much they say or how much they don't say in um, some people, you know. Yeah. And yeah. some people I don't even know that well. I just wonder like, I wonder what the agreement is on that, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. 
I don't know. All I know is like, that I'm could be something as silly as drinking. I guess could be something like that, right? Like, like they don't tell their spouse that they're yeah. Drinking. Maybe they go out of town and or it's just kind of a they just accept it as like a mutual agreement. Like they'll have a they'll have a drink while they're out of town, but when they're home, they don't. You know, kind of a thing. And maybe it doesn't get talked about at home, but it's just assumed or something. Or maybe it's just they don't. Neither of them know. I just wonder stuff like that. That's about that's about them. <laughs> to and me, their exactly. To me, I don't, I don't like whatever, fine, dude. But... I don't freaking give a care. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I see. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's funny. To me, I'm, I don't I don't know how, like, in the end, it's going to come out, though. You know what I mean? I just think, at the, yeah, I and think so, karma karma is a real thing. Like, what goes around comes around, and when we, we don't get away with anything, I think, ultimately, in the end. Yeah. We really don't. So, some way, somehow, and it doesn't, we it pay probably doesn't feel good to try and hold it in or hide it or whatever either so it doesn't for me but i have ocd and (laughs) lucky you thank you (laughs) thank you for that here's all my sins (laughs) here's all my crap (laughs) no i just i think it's good Uh, because why prolong the inevitable if it i mean in that situation that type of situation right yeah like if it's a big deal you should talk about it anyway totally yeah. And in the end, why are even conversations about like irritabilities or stuff like that? Yeah. We even just had this conversation in that crucial conversations class where it was the longer that you let it go, the more there's going to fester there. Right. And so the yeah. bigger deal it becomes. Yeah, totally. So, um, like, I don't know. We leave. A towel on the floor or something or on somewhere and then the more times that it happens the story in your head gets bigger and bigger and bigger yeah. instead of cutting it off from the beginning yeah right yep nip it in the butt yeah apologize quickly fix yes. things fast yep i think that's why we the that story thing with the real we did too said who apologizes first right? yeah something like that yeah and it was it was me i'm you just totally the first, I'm, I'm like i have to because it if i did something wrong um, and sometimes if I don't, it's because I'm not sure how to right away, or I'm trying to find, figure out the right way to approach it, mm-hmm. or I'm not even totally, it's not even a f- super important thing to me right away. And so it takes time for me to work through stuff and I want it to be genuine too. Yeah. But, um, I usually do, I've just, I've learned like, Hey, fix it fast because it doesn't fester and it, do, yeah. it, it does just become a bigger thing. And especially for me where I struggle with such a conscience that mm-hmm. I'm like, it's just going to ruin my day and I can't have this anymore. So yeah, I tell just you. let it go. Yeah. Yeah. And anyway, we're still married, yeah, to so me, there I, hasn't been anything that has ruined our marriage yet. So that's good. No, no but, uh, but to me, I'm like, <laughs> that's my toxic trait that I'm working on. What? I don't think I'm wrong. <laughs> You're serious about that. No, I really the, like, <laughs> no. <laughs> This is why it was good for me to do this. You are stubborn I'm in that way, serious. actually. Yeah. I'm not trying we, to be funny. Well, it's <laughs> funny because... It's like, I think I'm all... Well, no. I Because I'm a pretty patient person, I guess. Yeah. And so when I do freak out, I feel like justified in it. Justified? Justified. You're Jessica. I'm justified. Justified. Maybe that's why it came with a name. Anyway, so I feel like I'm justified. So then... It takes me a lot longer to process the... You can justify your way right to hell. <sighs> okay? You know. Anyway, so so well, you are here, better at it, and I... Well, you're, you're good, I too. To. <laughs> you're sweet. I, I'm a douche. We've, no, we've understood this. But what's interesting... And I want to say this the right way, because last night we were talking at dinner about... Um, by the oh. way, sorry, side note... We ate at Five Guys last night, and I didn't realize you could do a grilled cheese thing oh my gosh, where they flip guys. the bum. It, the bum? The bum. <laughs> they flip the bum. They fl- <laughs> Take that out. Delicious. Just nope. Kidding. Nope. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> they flipped it, and it tasted, it was like a grilled cheese cheeseburger. Yeah, I, I think Jessica I Jessica figured it out. Yeah, somebody, uh, I don't know, somewhere said to do it, so I did it. But I think they put an extra thing of cheese in there, too. I think you're right. There's cheese on top. And she's on bottom of the patty, or like in Inside. between the breads. Yeah, it definitely tasted better. Mm, definitely, it's not helping my quote unquote listen, diet. I'm on. Listen, right now. it was one of those things where I'm like, this tastes way too good to be healthy in any capacity, right? 
Yeah. It was good. Yeah. And the Cajun fries. We even got a milkshake, which everybody regretted later. My tummy hurts when I drink it. Everybody dairy. regretted it because it hurt your tummy. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Yep. We already talked about all my tummy issues last week, okay? We're done okay. with that for yeah, a while. We're done. <laughs> everybody knows I almost crapped my pants <laughs> in a boat <laughs> off the coast of Oregon. Maddie just said, Mom, this is the best episode yet. <laughs> <laughs> she did. She's like, I'm finishing that episode. I'm like, That's I'm so funny. glad. I'm so glad. Well, you and I ended up, sorry to de- detour there, but you and I ended up on the same, on the topic again of religion, like we do a lot of times in just our discussion. And I really do feel like I'm getting to a place with it that I, I've just really, I think matured Yeah, uh, is the only word that I can think of in my experience with everything where I've come and learned and read and understood Yeah, to where I'm just kind of over some things. And so we were kind of talking about that last night and, and you're great because you do a really good job hearing both sides, but I can feel this, I almost feel like this stubbornness in like what you, which I think is okay. I think it's maybe you protecting what you believe and what you need and yeah. want at this, yeah, at because this time. I've and be... So I've had to learn, okay, just be patient and be understanding. Cause she's been that way with you that I guess it's an example of, of me being, it's a little easier for me to be patient. Cause you put up with a lot harder stuff from me. Mm. I, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And not that it has, it should be that way. Just thanks for being, putting up with my crap. But well, even when I, as I talk a... to you, it's, I feel like you and I, I don't think I realize my tone sometimes that it comes off a little attacking because I don't always feel that, excuse yeah. me, feel that way inside. And so I just say things and it kind of comes out funny. But I, anyway, it was just an interesting conversation last night. It was kind of, it was nice. It was good. Yeah. But. It was good. Did that make sense? I think so. Just that you kind of have learned to, you always just think you're right. And so I know I'm sorry. I, I think you, I was trying to tell you like, I'm really not that upset. I guess there's things that bug me. And so I might get a tone. I might carry a tone and say it a certain way, but I'm like, I really do feel like I'm getting to a place where I'm not that upset about it. Yeah. And you're like, well, you sound upset. I'm like, well, I'm okay. Well, I guess I just can't talk about it is almost kind of how I felt, but no. And it's not even that you can't talk about it. It's just, um, the digs. Yeah. Is where it's like the jabs that are in there. We can talk. Um, facts. Yeah. I don't even, but, I guess I can see where I put jabs, you know but it's I mean? not even like I try to do the jabs. I'm just no, like, I know. I I'm know. just like, it's just kind of naturally there. I'm just a natural dickhead, but yeah, and <laughs> no, no, it just mainly comes down to me. It, the conversation ended up coming down to, I still need to, like, I am totally happy with you being where you are. Yeah. Because I know that, Oh, that's right. That you are where you are because you honestly believe that's where you should be. Yeah. And that is 100% okay with me. But I also have to defend, like, just because you're there doesn't mean that I have to be there. Yeah. And so that's where sometimes we can combat a little bit because it's hard for you to be in a place that I am not. Yeah. And so, but I'm... I was trying to express to you, I'm like, it's okay. Like, I'm okay with it. And I know that it's hard for you. Yeah. That, um, I don't know, that it that it would be easier for you if I was in your same place with yeah. it. Yeah. It would be. It just would be. But, um, but I also need to be true to me and be in the place that I need to be and feel is right for me. Yeah. And so that's kind of where the end of the conversation went was. What? Yeah, thanks for rehashing this with me, actually, because I'm, I think I'm realizing now that, and I kind of said this last night, but I think I'm realizing now that it, it's, I, I don't, I don't, I don't enjoy, I don't enjoy being at church. I don't, I, I love the people and I do connect well with some people there that I, not, and there's nobody there that I have any negative feelings towards. Yeah. So that it's weird, to, like, I don't, I want to be very careful how I say this. It's not you, it's me, everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I get there and it's, just, it's really, really hard for me to be there. Yeah. But I, I feel like I'm, so I don't want to go and I don't want to participate in it. And but that's I, okay. I, feel, I know. But what I'm trying to say is that I think I get irritated because I feel guilty for not being there to help you. Yeah. Because we have little kids that are there and I don't want you to be like the, the mom, like feeling like a single mom there at church without any help. And so it's just kind of this back and forth that I think I deal with now. Mm-hmm. I'm to that stage of it all where I'm just going, okay, I need to support Jessica and I need to protect my brain. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and not that I can the put thing up is, for an hour of stuff or whatever. The thing is, is you can support me in other ways, right? Like, like what? Well, just in other ways in life. Like it, just because you don't go to church doesn't mean you don't support me ever. That's one situation which has 
um, like, what's the right word, that has merit to not be able to, I mean, you're supporting me and letting me go, I guess, and letting me take the children. Sure. You don't have to actually physically be there to be the support. Yeah. This is exactly why we need to have conversations and be open is because you may be feeling that I am feeling a certain way about it. Yeah. And I tell you, I can tell you right now, I have zero like feelings about it. Yeah. If you don't want to be there, I don't want you to be there. That's fine. Yeah. And I, I don't know, this is getting really deep into it, but I remember saying, I've told, I I was even talking to my dad. I said, Jess and I are good. And I had a good lunch with him the other day. We had a great, really, really good conversation, but and I told you the same thing. I just, I was just like, man, the only thing that I worry about is I'm just ha- like told them all this stuff with the church, just like I did now. And then I said, you know, I, I guess my only concern is that, you know, Jess might one day just go, this is what I need and want in my life. And I need <laughs> yeah, some, somebody that will do this with me long-term. And I guess that's the only risk we're running in our relationship at this point is, you know. And it's fair, but also I've had experiences where, Like I said, I just went to the temple this last week for the first time since COVID. Don't tell. I mean, I've gone to the temple, but not to do like a full session. Yeah. And um, so this is the first session I've done for a hot minute. And and I just kind of sat there and I was with my family and like my parents and my niece was going through. And yeah, I just sat there and I, I even questioned myself. I was like, okay, how do I feel about this being here by myself? Yeah. Is this a problem? And it wasn't. It wasn't a problem to me. Not to say that I won't, you know. Ever become one? I don't know. But I didn't feel like it yeah. would. It feels like it's okay, you know? Yeah. That's how I felt, too. It's weird. So. I mean, it's good. I'm glad I do. Yeah. I really I, try to keep our little family together. and. Yeah. And I don't ever, I sit there and we have these thoughts and question things. But I don't think it's bad. Yeah. Question it. Yeah. See what that does. And then go from there and. Uh, but to me, I had the question. I thought it, and and you apparent, you know, had the same question. Yeah. I know I don't foresee it being a problem because that's funny that I'm good. literally while I'm talking to my dad, you were at the temple wondering the yeah. same thing that I was telling him that yeah. it was a concern. You know, yeah. It was that and same I just day, did. I sat time. there and yeah. I just was like, "Is this weird? No, it's not. It didn't feel weird. It didn't feel yeah awkward. It didn't feel like I was missing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't have a." I didn't have a feeling about it. It was, cool. it was more like, no, this is fine. Yeah. This is good. Good. So, yeah. I, I, uh, I had a good talk with my mom yesterday. Mom, I sure love you. I know she's had a rough, she's had some little health, health scares and they had to put her kitty cat down. She was sad about that. And she's had a kind of a rough week, a little stressed out. And, um, we had a really good talk yesterday morning. I was talking to her on the phone, and so I talked to both my parents this week. How about that? What the? I don't know, we just uh, talked about life. I guess I don't wouldn't call me that, but and <laughs> we uh, and I, I did let her know that I think she's wondered about me, and I just said, "Mom, I'm." I just said, "I I feel very strongly and good that about the path I'm on and where I'm supposed to be, and me and God are good, and I, He gets me, and I get." I, I'm starting to get him, I think, and yeah. <laughs> I'm trying, you know, well, and, I, yeah. and I feel good about where I'm at. I don't feel lost. I don't feel, I feel very at peace with, with where I am. I think as much as I can, you know what I mean? Yeah. And as much as I should, frankly, I think it's pushing me for growth and pushing me again to kind of like what we talked about last episode, but just looking internally, looking inside and who am I and what am I supposed to do? And, and you know, this, this is one of the things that I felt like let's this, this podcast chatting with you and doing this and, yeah. and my work and my family and yeah, it's all, I don't know. Yeah. Life's, life's cool. Man, we spent like a half an hour on the one topic. Should I know. Choose another one. How do you, oh, this is a good one. This could, this could, uh, <laughs> this is going to be a touchy oh, one. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> How how do you, babe, prioritize oh. time with your partner in the midst of busy schedules and daily responsibilities? This is literally our life right now. I bitched about this a couple weeks ago to you. <laughs> <laughs> I did. That I told Jess. I said there's too. six. There's five. There's five other people in this house besides you, and I feel like I'm number five. I was mm. the one that said that. I said I'm like the total woman <laughs> but, in the relationship. But listen, that Let's was one it. of the questions too. Who's more needy? That we talk. That we did today on the real. Who's more needy? You are. It was you. You even <laughs> said it. I did. I'm more needy. 
I, I'm more needy Let's, in some ways. I'm really needy in the things that I need, but I feel like the things that I need are less than what everybody else needs from me. Uh, I see. Okay. Is that fair to say? My, it's fair. My overall for you to neediness feel. on a low level of intensity is higher. Like, gimme, yeah. gimme, gimme. But I feel like it's just a few things that I really need. Okay, so read the question again and let me see if I can answer it for you. How do you, Jessica, <laughs> <laughs> prioritize time with your partner, Hayden? That's me. Oh, okay, okay. That is referring to me in While this While we're sense. here, yeah. okay. In the midst of a busy of busy schedules and daily responsibilities. Okay, so our thing is date nights weekly are usually non-negotiables. Yeah, and I will add to that if I can. You You're have, asking me questions. You're really good at that. <laughs> and there's times that I'm just a pissy pants and I don't want to yeah. go because I'm angry and withdrawal is one of my pissy pants ways of just like... <laughs> I'll show her. We're not going to do his tonight. Mm-hmm. And then I still make him go. And a lot of times we do. Yeah. Most of the time I would say we Honestly, go. Honestly, there and was it's one. always, even if it's a hard time, there was times when our dates were tough because of the conversations we'd have. And that was early on in the processing of everything. Sure. But, but I, I am, it's rare now that we go and that I'm like, why did we do this tonight? We should, I knew it. We should have just stayed yeah. Like every time I go and we just talk and we can, if, as long as I'm willing to just open up and not be stubborn and hold back it's usually always ends up being positive yeah there were a couple weeks it was a couple weeks ago that you were like no I don't want to go and I'm like okay well we're going and and we still went and we did dinner and we sat down and at first it was still a little like contentious but by the end we were having really good conversation and deep conversation and stuff that we needed to talk about yeah well (coughs) Jordan Peterson actually talks about this he says get I think one to two hours or two hours a week with your spouse Word. Sorry, I just get these fits. Um, and I've I've really actually taken that to heart. There is something to that that being alone and spending some time together and talking about life and it's so easy with four kids to just go. We'll talk. We'll talk about this later, or we, or you know, and then time just goes by, and when you haven't talked, you forget about what you haven't talked about, and there's just so much yeah. that happens a lot of times that it's a uh, it's a necessary thing and I think it's also a little bit therapeutic for us to just let out our day you know yeah and it's hard because Maddie how she pays for show choir is that she is the one responsible to watch the kids that weekly thing right yeah because show choir I mean her time and the money probably don't equate yeah (laughs) but um meaning that we pay more than she watches oh yeah but um sometimes that she watches them I know and she asks me sometimes Hey, can we do date night like another day? <laughs> Maybe during the week. But our week is so checked full that usually now we can't, you know. And sometimes we will if there's like a yeah. specific something that comes up. But it's it's hard because I know that she would pro- she would rather go hang out with her friends. But it's kind of one of those give and takes as a family unit too that we have to have where yeah. You Everybody's know, got responsibilities. She's running and doing her activities all through the week. And sometimes we'll do it like earlier in the day, like on a Saturday, if we don't have anything going on, we'll do it earlier and then she can go do something at night or whatever. But, but it's just kind of a give and take and, you know, quote unquote, her job, Yeah, you know, <clears throat> if you will, for paying for that. So, right. It's hard, but where it's a non-negotiable, I think that's, I don't know. Yeah. It's so date the night. time, the time, the day is not non-negotiable or the, but we usually like once a week is date night. Yeah. And very rarely do we miss that. Yeah. And I think that that's key because, oh uh, yeah, I think that that's key. Yeah. And there are times during the week too, like I've been trying to get the kids to get to bed a little earlier because you go to bed early. Yeah. And so if I get to have any time with you at all one-on-one time during the week yeah (laughs) it's if I can get the kids to bed early enough yeah or we can yeah and so I do try and get them to bed like on their scheduled bedtime but Maddie's bedtime is not till 10 o'clock which is a decent bedtime for or a normal I would think bedtime for her age yeah and so sometimes that's not always like optimal because we want to spend time with her too, and she wants to spend time with us, but it's... Yeah. Anyway, it's just not one-on-one. 
like I, I go to bed early because I try to get up early. Yeah. Because nobody in our house is a morning person, except maybe Taft. I could see Taft being a bit of a morning person. Taft just wants to get on the TV. Yeah, that's true. Very electronic. So if he he's can usually do it and pretty nobody happy in the morning, it's gonna say anything. Then Gwen's <laughs> a grumpy yes. goose. Gwen is grumpy. Jack. I don't. He's okay. Maddie's no, just. Jack doesn't like to get up. That's true. Jack and then Maddie would sleep till noon every day if we let. She her would, probably. but she's not mad in the morning. That's true. Would you call her a morning person? I don't know. What does a morning person mean? Does it mean that like they're you chipper, can get up and they're be happy? happy in the morning and just yeah, she happy, would be. just like I don't know, energetic. <coughs> I feel like anyway, and it's kind of nice for me. That's sometimes my only quiet time, other than when I'm driving. I know that's the hard thing is that it's like this is your your time, so you get up early for your time. Yeah, but our time would be at night, so that gets all muffled. Yeah, we try. I try at least. Those are the two things. Okay, I could ask you one. You All asked right. me too. Okay, how do you support and encourage each other in pursuing personal goals and aspirations? Man. I just try to be I try to be supportive in stuff that you want to do. Sometimes I get overwhelmed with the thought of like what what does it mean for me? Yeah. <laughs> and the selfish thoughts of Okay, if if she does this, and then how does it affect me and everybody else in the family? And is it is the outcome better than the crap we're going to go through to make this happen? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Is it worth it, I guess, in the end? But even today you mentioned somebody talked to you about doing it. As, like, you haven't worked for, I don't know, when's the last time you had a job? Since Maddie was... Two? Yeah, Probably. Or you didn't finish the thought. So somebody approached me somebody about... Do, doing a job. Doing, doing some a job work for him. For, for him a little bit. Uh, half time, I guess. Yeah. And I just thought, you know what? If that's what she wants to do and we can make it work, great. You know? And I, and I think it would be good for you. And I, I feel like in a lot of ways that you are so talented. And I think because you haven't been in the workplace for so long, I think you question yourself and your abilities sure sometimes. I but I th- I know for sure you, you would go kick butt in anything you put your mind to and your heart into. You know? Thanks. At the end of the day, it's just, you know, we got... Rugrats, so whatever is better for them, really. And then if it helps you and we can make it work, awesome. Let's do it. But yeah, um, I'm just thinking of what was the what was the question exactly? How how do I encourage you in your goals? How do you support and encourage each other in pursuing personal goals and aspirations? aspirations. And then I've tried to. What's interesting is I feel like you can take this out if you want, but I felt like you went through a bit of a funk after having Gwen. Right. Yeah. And like the whole, I remember you saying, I like, I brought home my little goal book and I was all really big into goal setting and I'm, I'm getting back into that again now, you know, and I've usually, I've actually in general been pretty good the past several years about having goals and, and different, you know, objectives and things that I want to accomplish in life and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I remember bringing home, we have these little, what we call life binders at work and I brought them to you and I think you've used them here and there. Yeah. And I think you were just in a place where you didn't, you were just like, dude, I need to freaking just, I'm in survival mode right now, you know, and I'm, and I get it, you know, so there's things I've tried to do and I try not to be too pushy, you know, even though I would like you to just feel that same when I'm feeling ambitious, I would love to have a partner that feels ambitious. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I think there's also the time when we got to compliment and help each other. And, and yeah, so I've tried to push you to like, Hey, maybe it's time if you want to go back to school and go get your yeah, degree you and ther- become a therapist, like maybe this is a, <coughs> maybe this is a good time to go do that. Or, but you've got to feel like it's right for you too. And sometimes like if I don't want you to hold back because you think it's going to be hard, I'd rather you hold back because it's not the right time. That makes sense. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, and I, I've thought that. Do you want to respond? The way that I support <laughs> you is that I don't force you to do anything. So, thanks, babe. I try and I try and let you have the final say in what you are a part of, and also um, you're really good at that. You are good about not always have been. You've nope. been, but that's something. Yeah, with but our it's marriage not that... even worth a battle anymore. I've learned that it's not worth a battle because either. So this is, Go I it. know that it sounds bad, but like, especially going through like the job change and everything I went through this time and like having to like start your business. Right. Yeah. I went through a time where I just was like mom, dad and all the hats. I felt 
you know, I was doing all the things Yeah. because you were just gone a lot. Yeah. And somebody asked me, they're like, how, like, how's that going? And I'm like, honestly, I just have the, I have no expectation. Yeah. Because that's where disappointment comes is from expectation. So I have no expectation. And I carry guilt, but for this, by the way. No, and it's... It's and okay I'm, because it was it was necessary at the time. Yeah. This is hap- it just was. And so yeah. this is, I'm just saying this is how I've helped support. So there was a time where it was just like I just have to I just have to do all the things as far as home goes, right? Like yeah. you were doing the things to make sure that we could have home yeah. <laughs> and all that stuff. But I just kind of in my head it's easier that way. If we dwell on that you weren't there to help with this, that, and the other. Yeah. Then I would probably be pissed, right? Yeah. But where I was just like, nope, no expectation. I don't expect you to help in any of these capacities. So, like, after a while, you were like, hey, I can actually take the kids to school on my way to work, and you've done that ever since. Yeah. Which was, oh, so nice. So yeah. nice for you to even just pick up the one thing. Yeah. Right? And so... Instead of, because I'm, I drive all the other places. Yeah. It's just nice to have the one, the one trip lifted, right? Yeah. So anyway, just stuff like that where it's just, and even with school and stuff, you're like, should I do it? And I just kind of like, okay, yeah, we just got to get back to, you're going to be busy. Yeah. But it's only for a time and season. And I knew that with the other stuff too. And that I think the mindset on it just has to be realistic and And again that's exactly what it is is a total mindset yeah if it's if it's easier say so i don't know maybe this is this would be helpful for you even yeah whereas like i'm gonna be gone you know i'm gonna be gone the mindset of okay we're doing this and it's gonna it's only for a couple days and it'll be fine yeah and you've got the Jack is good and helpful or whatever, but well, I had a couple things kind of it. fall into place with work, a couple of big appointments that I was like stressing about that actually fell right in line with that. If they don't change, we'll work perfectly with the schedule. As long yeah. as that's not, as long as I'm not feel like I'm dropping the ball with clients and right and people, right. it's a and lot I guess easier that for me to, to re- put everything to rest. You know? What yeah, I mean? yeah. But you're exactly. But you right. did it is say a total mindset thing. I w- I didn't finish. You did say before. Um, you were saying, or I was saying that you were freaking out and feeling a little overwhelmed with all of the things coming up, yeah. me being gone for the, the couple weekends. Yeah. But you did come back and you're like, I'm sorry, I'm just stressed. And like realizing what it was that was coming up or why yeah. you were defensive about or overwhelmed with it. Yeah. Sorry, I know this is great. And then from the, from then on, it's not been a thing, but it was like there sometimes is an initial like whoa like totally panic yeah of the extra times yeah the extra (laughs) responsibility that it it is for you right me to do stuff whatever well i think that's where when i even early on in this actual in this episode when i was when i was saying that i empathize with people that are in that are entrepreneurs like this is another reason why yeah it's not for the faint of heart in in your spouse has to be on board if if you if you have a spouse that that there's just people that can't do there's just people that a nine to five is just the best thing for yeah you know what i mean and i get that for the family i totally understand that yeah i really do i thought for a minute that it may still be our thing you know that i was i just thought maybe that's what we're supposed to do is just to keep the freaking peace and sanity around here and i think i don't know i i think we kind of had this agreement early on in our marriage though that we wanted kids and you didn't want to work and you wanted to be mom and but I think we're getting to a season in our life where that's about to change, you know, and I, and I think that's okay yeah. too. And we're both on board with it. I, at least I am. And I think you are. And <laughs> so with you not working, I think that there's kind of this understanding of like, okay, I'll take care of this stuff here. You take care of this stuff there. And then when, when I'm home, I do try to help. And there's yeah, a few things yeah. I can do better at home, but I really do try to like, no, I, you'll like I, do the dishes or get on the kids to get their chores done. And that's very helpful. We're really good at yelling and mental. pointing and no, but just taking the mental load off. I, there's like, the physical load of stuff, and then there's the mental load of stuff, right? Yeah. And the mental load is almost heavier than the physical load of things. Yeah. Right? So uh-huh. my brain saying, okay, I need to go here, and I need to get this for this activity, and I need to, you know, 
like there's so much in the scope of that. So that even you coming home being like, hey, you guys need to do your chores because I'm like mentally checked out. I'm like, I don't even care. I'll do it in the morning because I'm just done. Right. Yeah. Um, it puts more work on me, but in the end, that's even just that is very helpful because then I wake up and I'm like, Oh, actually this feels so much better than having to wake up and feel like, yeah, I need to get out of the house. I know a way I support you. How? Every first Tuesday of every month, your (laughs) damn bunko group. Yeah. But that's like, (laughs) and don't say, yeah, but no, I have supported your little bunko group for five years. Sometimes I have to force you into, yeah, that's, that's not, and I don't, I don't stress about it too much, but because Maddie, if she, if I'm not here, Maddie handles it pretty well. Yeah. But I, that is something we've just, we just know that's something you're going to do every month and, and it's great. I think it's good for you. Yep. There have been weeks that you complained about it. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Well, but dude, there I was never, also weeks there that... Of, there I, was a, I don't miss that often, though, so... There were a lot of weeks I worked 60 to 80 hour no, weeks, too. You know what and I mean? And that was probably the biggest. And when Maddie wasn't here to help, then yeah. it was like me. You're like, I still need to stay and work and... Yeah. Get home. I don't know. There was probably a time there for a while that my average time getting home was 8 o'clock, 7 mm-hmm. o'clock at night. For a long time. A long time. Right? That was good. Yeah. That's, I think that's why I've had a hard time like being like, okay, this is it. Gotta do it again. Gotta do it. Yep. Gotta get back at it. We've been spoiled the last little while and just back to the grind, which is good. I don't know. I like it. And at the end of the day, I really can control my schedule and I've learned, I just a reminder too of like, Well, you have to, you have to control it. Yeah. No one cares. So you either control, you either, you either protect your schedule and set your boundaries or you're going to get freaking rolled over, dude. Yeah. And that comes, I think with, at least for me, it's come with time and experience and, and I'm still not great at it, but I'm getting better, you know, like, Hey, let's talk tomorrow or let's talk on Monday and you know, yeah, but Let's do like a quick, just answer it quickly, okay? Last question. We can go through more later. What is your love language and how do you show love to your partner in a way that resonates with them? So like what's your love language? How do you show it and how do you show it to me that you know that it would work for me? Hmm. My love language is probably, uh, I don't know, I feel like it's almost kind of changed a little bit. It used to be things, like things, buying me things. I don't feel snuggle, like that's it. Touching. Okay, time, touch. Touch. I would say touch. Time is probably one. Yeah, I think touching a clean, time. I really appreciate a clean house. Access like service. A lot. A lot. <laughs> um, and so I've been really bad at it, but I've, I've tried to be better the last little while about like a flower here and there for you mm-hmm. or try to clean up a little bit and help you. Yeah, mine's for sure acts of service. So like when you do little yeah. things like that. And it's yeah. been tough in our marriage because I'm like a gift guy. Yeah. And so you didn't, it took me a long time to understand that like. I don't really care. She doesn't care. <laughs> and it's hard for people that, un- that don't understand my wife. Have we told the story when that a girl at work told me to get Jess a camera because Jess kept telling me for her birthday she wanted a vacuum. I this is no freaking lie. This is no vacuum. lie. I got a $25 like Walmart vacuum when we moved into our townhome. Yeah. Didn't do jack. I mean, it did the job. It would suck up the big things, but like then I wanted a Dyson vacuum to like really get at it. Cause we had little ones crawling on the floor. Yeah. Um, so I asked for that for Christmas and then it wasn't Christmas. I mean, it my was birthday. birthday. So I was, I kept telling my friends at work, I'm like, I'm going to go buy my wife a vacuum. That's what she really wants. But I'm just, I'm torn because mm-hmm. I can't, I don't feel like I can go buy her a vacuum. Right. Yeah. And so this girl's like, go, just go get her a camera or something. And so I went and I bought you a camera, just took the camera back and bought a freaking vacuum. (laughs) And I just said, there you go, dude. And honestly, like, this is why I'm married to the person that I am because I don't do well with the high maintenance stuff. I don't think, (laughs) you know, as well as some of my friends do. And, and that's, if you're high maintenance, that's okay too. Like whatever. But I think that's why we work is because I'm a half a dipshit and, (laughs) and, uh, and you're you're cool with it. So (laughs) Um, and it works, you know, no, um, (laughs) (laughs) 
but like even like Valentine's Day. That actually, you got me those little hands, and, the, <laughs> and it, the she hand. even got me like a little bag of stuff. And I was like, dude, we because told each other we're not getting each other anything, and then she still gets me a little bag. And that's what's hard is because it was like we $10. can't ever not get anything. So there's always some. Except that time I didn't, and then she still she spent ten bucks and got me some funny stuff. It but, wasn't like it was like a huge deal. I could but, have uh, gotten you that on. She any was trying to day. film me. I'm like, dude, this wasn't the deal. And you're like, it's just small. I'm like, I don't care. This wasn't the deal. <laughs> yeah. You know? You ruined it. Yeah. Just kidding. Um, so mine, I think mine is, I think mine's time. My like love language yeah. is time. Yeah. And that's maybe why I like push it or make sure that it is the weekly date. And then. Um, Quality time probably. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, and then let's see. And how do I show love? I'm usually an acts of service kind of person. That's usually how I try and show love. But for you, um, where yours is physical touch. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think like every night, probably for our whole marriage, I've tickled you. To yeah, sleep. you're really good at that. She tickles my back. I love getting every my back night. tickled. Yep. Even when I, even yeah. when I'm real tired. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it only lasts about thirty seconds. But yeah, but you know what? You know, I did it. <laughs> so. She'll scratch my back for a minute. That's what I try and do. Yeah, That's I'm really grateful that you haven't hated me, <laughs> given up on that. That's okay. But the problem Jess now though, hates to be tickled though. I hate if you to tickle be her, Please so don't. when she's not doing it, I'll just start to tickle her. And then, but it's not like like tickle tickle tickle. Like it's like. Like rubbing your back, your arm. Ugh. Anyway, I just did it to myself and it like gave me the chills. <laughs> I anyway, love the chills from it. Yeah, That's my so part. you just like to like your back to be lightly like rubbed. <laughs> so, yeah. And the hard thing though then is that our children have that. They love that. Apparently it's genetic. They love it. Huh. So now... I'm tickling like five people. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, not really. Gwen, Gwen will sit on us Gwen. and go tickle me and she'll put her arm out. Her she arm wants out. you to tickle her arm. So I have to, I'm tickling Gwen and I'm tickling Hayden. <laughs> and if I had more hands, I would be tickling Maddie and tapped. Uh-huh. Yep. I would. Every yeah. night. <laughs> oh, she'll put her, she'll put her arm on you and her leg on me. Tickle me. Tickle me. Her thing though is when she gets tired, she'll yeah. do her arm. Really? And then she doesn't, she's trying not to fall asleep. So she'll flip around and pull up her pant leg and have me tickle her pant leg or her leg. And then she just flips, tickle my back, tickle my tummy, tickle my, and then just keeps rotating. I'm like, and we're done. Yeah. <laughs> we can't. So anyway, anyway, good talk today. Thanks. I love you. I love you most.